Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers, powered by Our Town Gwinnett Magazine. We are broadcasting live on the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the country in the streets by Radisson here in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. But enough about that. I am super excited today to have my friend and colleague, Dr. Barbara Bailey in the studio. My friend, Doc, <laughs> how are you? I'm good today and so glad to be here with Absolutely. you. We've been talking for a while, so I'm so glad we could do it. And just let's start with this for our listeners globally, locally. I know you've got an amazing background, which I can't give justice to, but do you want to just give you, you know, the, the 20,000 square foot, uh, view, <laughs> that was, that was that square foot, 20,000 20, uh, foot view of, you know, a little bit about yourself? Right. I've, I've been very fortunate in my career pathing that I could uh, experience a lot of different things. And they're always rooted, though, in education. I'm an education educator by heart. Uh, education gives me the opportunity to uh inspire and encourage others. And I've not been just an educator. Nothing's wrong with that by any means, but my brain works a little bit faster than um, just one track mind. So that's allowed me to experience uh, profit, nonprofit, higher education, governmental work, primarily in those ways through consulting and training. Um, but my passion and my heart and have uh, that has evolved for me in recent years with the world in which we live, if nothing else, is as a conflict management professional. I'm a registered mediator and arbitrator and have done those as contract mediations now over 20 years. And I will tell you, I, I cannot give enough credit to the parties that come together and are willing to manage their conflict, whether at work, personally, whatever the case may be, with the aid of a stranger. Mm. Because as a mediator, I'm the stranger the in stranger. the room. I had an attorney friend of mine tell me years ago, uh, you know, a lot of times they're saying you really should seek mediation uh, uh, before you're going to go sue everybody in court mm -hmm. of law because it could cost you a heck of a lot of money for who knows what the results are. Mm -hmm. Hence, we can possibly resolve this on the on the front end right. with that conflict. Conflict management gives you the opportunity for different avenues, as we know. And there are roles that the courts play. And for all of us, we have to decide what route is the best one to take for a variety of reasons. But I will tell you, when you empower people to come together, hear each other in a less hopefully stressful setting with someone they have given the authority and the permission to say, help us communicate, keep us in the lines of respect and dignity for all, and let me be heard. And I do want to hear what the other person has to say. Most of the time, magic ensues because you will come to an agreement, and then they have to be able to walk it out. Do you find in that type of work, I don't know, I know I'm, I'm communications, got this a marketing show, but communications are kind of the crux of all of us as human beings, Absolutely. right? And um, um, once they've given you kind of permission to, you know, I guess mediate the session, if you will, do you find sometimes emotions go flying off the rails and you have to bring people of back course, in? Of course. Um, but do they usually abide by that or does it take a few times? I'm just curious. Well, honestly, when people are in conflict and it reaches that point um, 
and just in recent times, and we could talk for the mm -hmm. rest of yeah, the sure. week about Will Smith and what happened yeah, at yeah. the Oscars the other night, um, which I wrote about on my blog this week because I just had to jump into the conversation. Let's give a link to your blog. Do you have a link to your blog? Do you know? Uh, my blog right now is connected to Facebook, okay. and, right. and the name is Hiking the Half-Step Highway. Okay. And... I would welcome all of you to come hike with me because that was just an eye-opener again of it's him tonight. It could be me tomorrow morning. 100%. And that was the point that I wanted to get across. So when you say you're in a formalized setting, meaning generally either virtually or in a room with people, and they're going to talk about what bothers them or what made them upset or angry um, you know, the, the term we hear today is I was disrespected. <laughs> well, quite honestly, probably they were mm -hmm. if there is that kind of conflict in some way. And whether it's legitimate to me or not is immaterial. Mm -hmm. It's what they experienced and felt. So, yes, there can be some eruptions. But the reality is before we start, it's respect and dignity for all. You're empowering me to help you manage your conversation okay. as you are getting to an outcome. Okay. And it's not my outcome. I don't have to be the one to walk it out. But I do need, and you've given me the power in here, to help you communicate to get to that outcome. So eruptions will take place, as we saw with him. Longstanding concern about what he experienced in life. Because I say you have to recognize it, and then you have to manage it. And management is a day-by-day -day process. Because resolution of conflict can most of the time not happen. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I'm going to jump on something you said there. So we're talking a little bit about. Um, this is not about Will Smith or show. We're just using one example of a person that lost his control of his emotions on the uh, the Oscar uh, Oscar broadcast live, where and, he was about to win. Uh, no guarantee, but, but he, he had, had a chance won, to win a huge, and he had won all the other awards leading up to this as best actor. <clears throat> which indicated uh, from history that he was going to win the Oscar. So there's some emotions going on. Huge emotions. And he has, I, I watched him through this season because, as I said on the blog this week, yeah, I, I'm a social media person and have been since I was a little girl. I'm not nosy. I'm curious. I mm -hmm. learn from what I read about other people's lives and see what they do. And watching him take the podium with other awards he's won up till the Oscars that night. He's consistently talked about taking care of the women in his life. He consistently gave that message, and his face would change. He would tear up, and I kept thinking, whoo, what, you know, this bit big time for him. And he would point out the young women who were in the movie that he, he won for and is a big deal, which was about um, Serena and, Serena and yeah, the, the, the wonderful tennis players, well, well known by everyone, whose father basically and mother, let's don't take her out of the Absolutely. picture, but his father, her fa their father was the driving force for them to have that opportunity and do the hard work that needed to be done to get where they are today. And, and he was and, a very yeah. emotional guy. And he was <laughs> emotional. But I've watched Smith do this kind of dialogue, and I kept thinking, surely he's addressed this somewhere else, as we all have the opportunity to do, but he's not managing it maybe, and it's just overwhelming to him. <clears throat> but the Oscar, you can win everything else, but if you're an actor, I mean, that's the pinnacle point, sure. right? You're being acknowledged by gosh knows who else. And I would think, I'm, I don't know, he sat there and it just became a tidal wave. And 
yes, his wife has a, a health challenge that has made her hair go away. Okay. I had a sister who passed from cancer three years ago whose hair went away. I get it. I get how much it is important to especially women when they're not well. And I get all of that. But it just smacked him and what I said in the blog, and thank you for letting me say it, that nine-year-old little boy was sitting Mm. in that chair that night. Mm -hmm. And just like anybody you may be working with today or you yourself, it just became too much. And tell him that was the book you and I were speaking of at nine years old he experienced. Yeah, his his autobiography that came out last year, Will, his name, first name only, I haven't read all of it. I hadn't gotten to that point, but he talks about in the book that he watched his dad beat his mom mom to a pulp in their kitchen when he was nine years old. And he didn't. He couldn't do it. And he about. felt less than powerful. He was totally not able to do anything, and he apparently has carried this all of his life. And you know, I have to say, I have to believe he's addressed it, meaning he acknowledges it, and the book gives us indication yeah, that he right. has. But managing it daily, hey, that could be me when I leave here in a few minutes. I hope not, but, <laughs> but whatever drives me could be the same thing. So let me ask you a question, Barbara. So, so this is what I hear a lot in life is one hundred percent what you said. It could be you or me as we leave here. <laughs> but you see something particular out of character, or whatever, and that becomes the talk of the. If my kids traveling soccer team, you and I yeah. spoke when I was in yeah. Houston. Did you see so and so? What's up with them? And it was a it was an outburst. But but it could be something. So you you and I talked before air, and you I want you to explain to our audience. Let's just talk about conflict resolution. I can't think of a better subject coming out of a pandemic Absolutely. than what we've what we. I mean, if if you had no other issue before the depression, the anger, the anxiety, the the, the constant the changes, the fear, the, fear, the, the exhaustion fear. of just changes. That's right. The isolation. Um, at, at during the first year of the pandemic, which was 2020, I was still teaching full time online as a virtual faculty member. I had things to do. My job was intact. I had focus. Um, everything that I was doing was from the house, but I'm already used to working. Mm-hmm. My my office is in my home, but I'm very much a social butterfly. So I still had my interactions and I'd still drive up the street and do a takeout dinner so that I could keep myself in the in my own world and connections with family and friends and sure. stuff have still continued. But that changed last year. I was laid off. And that whole situation then flipped around for me, and I thought, my gosh, if this had happened last year, that would have been horrible for me because I'm used to that kind of interaction and the other things that I do too. And I look at now people going back and saying, well, you know, I'm used to working at home. They're going to make me come back to work. I know, I know. And, and, you know, uh, or the converse of that is I'm scared to go into the office and to keep this job. You know, I've set up my kids this way. Am I going to quit? Or the opposite of that totally is, I don't know how you've done it all these years of basing out of your house. I know you get out and you do, but my gosh, I'm just driving myself crazy. I need to go back to the office. If you are in a management role with leadership responsibility right now, communication is your best driver for effective moving forward from COVID, but you're experiencing the same things we are. Everybody else is. So what does that mean? We have a mess, people. We have a mess. It's an unsettled... um, Unsettled time affects all of us, so respect and dignity for all. And let me 
qualify something I said a minute ago. What Will Smith did was 100% wrong. I am not here to say, oh, my gosh, he did the right thing. Totally inappropriate. He will pay and is already starting to pay the cost for what he did. We all do. But sometimes we pay other people's prices at the same time. And he was pulling some of his dads didn't pay the price for, apparently, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not to get into the psychological parts of it. But that's no different than a colleague sitting next to you doesn't want to come back virtually. We don't know why. It Mm -hmm. just seems surface like, oh, well, you know, they got used to working in their pajamas or, you know, informal attire at home. Well, maybe they did, but maybe it's much more than Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And so they snapped at you today and all of a sudden, you know, you're not afraid of them to hit you, hopefully. But the reality is the mantra for me is internal conflict mirrors external disputes. Mm. When you are having an issue with somebody else, not every time, it could be totally justified that something came at you out of nowhere. But that again, we have to look at why. And if you're in management right now listening to this and you have leadership responsibility of others, you have to understand that. Yeah, You have to grasp this because you're not going to be an effective leader if you don't. And it's not an excusing people's behavior. We have to hold accountability. But it's not driven by, oh, my gosh, you turned over the coffee in the in the break room and now you're coming unhinged. <laughs> it's never that. You know, it's this, never that. This show when, you know, is it's an alliteration, marketing matters. But marketing or the course I told you I was teaching branding, you know, is is, is the backbone is, is communication. That was my undergraduate when I studied and um, and what I have done for 30 something years. And um you know, I don't think people realize the importance of sometimes what I call over communicating to make sure someone understands an email, what they understand, you know, where you're coming from. Because a lot of people just prefer to say, I don't want to talk to you. Just send me an email. And yeah. I'm not going to make it a generational or thing a or a text. Oh, or yeah. Well, we could go generationally because it is. But it's, now we're seeing all of us go that direction. Right. So what we've seen for the first time ever, and this is the point I think will really help our audience. So we've got people in this I had on my TV show, I had somebody says, I just would say the last two years, I love this, has been exhausting. And it hit home. And I'm like, that's the best way because it's stop, start, mask, this, Mm -hmm. don't wait, wait to look better. Nope, going back the other way. And to the human psyche, you can speak to it better than I. We don't do real well with change, much less change everything. We have absolutely no clue. I have a sign in my uh, office at home it takes courage. To change. It sure does. Okay. And and we all had change <clears throat> thrust upon us. I mean, it was Completely not something we drove. And you can say, well, yeah, Barb, but, you know, change usually is thrust upon us. Not always. Mm-mm. And this one, we all were affected across the globe and nobody had the rule book. No nobody rule book. had the play schedule. And we're having to depend on others. Oh, my gosh, you're telling me I've got to manage change because I have to now respond to what other people are telling me. Don't go out of the house. Get myself vaccinated. Six feet apart. You know, how far, How many feet is six feet? Your feet or my feet? You know, and I'm in a line in a store now, and it still has it on the ground. And I'm like, if I move one step up, is the woman or man in front of me going to go, get back? Right. You know, no, or take that mask off your face. I have sinus problems with allergies. The mask is my friend right now. Yeah. Like, you know, you can hear me being a little chugged up sure. today. So don't get in my playground. 
if you're upset with me wearing a mask and reach over and jerk it off my face because there's something else going on, but I'm going to hold you accountable for the fact you did it. We all have to understand it. Conflict management drives the quality of our lives. And I came by that real hard because it still comes up for me. It's a daily process. But I have hopefully learned through the years that it is up to me to manage what's going on inside of me. And if I can't do it alone, I better go find somebody who can help me do it. And my, my fervent hope and prayer for Will Smith is that that's what he will turn to again. He has to. Right. He has to. He, he, people like that will not recover from what they've done if they don't get help. And that could be your coworker today if sure. you're listening to us. Sure. Or that could be your, your manager at work who you say, gosh, that person is so toxic. Why am I here? There's usually a backstory. And guess what? They haven't managed it well yet. And that means they, you may have to leave. You may have to go find a different parking lot of where you want to work. But as you're saying about communication, you, you don't necessarily want somebody to come into work and say, I'm just, I got to tell you my whole life history today well, so we can yeah, get through no. this. And the reality is we may see more of that come as we're adjusting to post-COVID. Right. See, and okay. I think I think it's... I Oversharing, as some people might say, and it's like, well, communicate with me, but is it appropriate? Yeah, and that's what I think is going to be fascinating. And, you know, when I ask you another question about this, because we are going to have people who have gotten very adjusted to working from home, mm -hmm. and they go, that's, m most of them, it's pretty cool, because I'm not sitting in traffic an hour and a half a day. And then that's going to change on them in some, in some manner, whether it's hybrid or whatever it is. But they are going to come back in the office. And most likely, people are going to have another readjustment. What's it like to have all these people around again? Mm -hmm. Because we, we forget we're creatures of habit. So after 24, mm -hmm. 25 months. So that's the thing I'm fascinated in seeing it. And then what I'm seeing, Barbara, I'm seeing a lot of people. Will Smith, just one example, did one thing in one moment on – the national TV right. live. Um, but there's other people just, I mean, I told my wife, like, is the world going insane in terms of what I'm seeing people just like, like, you know, flipping out. But no, I think it's what you said. There's something inside of them. And mm -hmm. even if it began during the pandemic, what would you say about getting, what would you say to them? But, you know, they may not even know what's, what's bothering them, uh, that's but it's going to come out at some point, correct? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Somewhere. <clears throat> it either comes out as physical illness there, there is a lot of research that indicates, and, and I'm not here to give us all personal examples, but we've all had people around us, if you stop and think about it and you say, they got so sick. Why? Internalizing, Internalizing it is, is... Internalizing, keeping that stress inside absolutely. you, it ramps up the physical. It, it, right. And so when you ask me if I'm sitting in a room with, as a mediator, as a mediator with a, a group, and I don't want to say on both sides, but it is it is just like in a court of law here. Sure. You know, it's here and it's here. But bringing them together to find the commonality in the room is a big start for me, okay? And in my mediation training of a thousand years ago, my initial training, the comment was made by one of the trainers. Sometimes the only commonality among all the parties in the room is that they're breathing the same air at the same time <laughs> in the same place. And you go, oh, my gosh, that is so true as time has borne it out. So the reality is you have to find that commonality. 
it struck me so strongly watching him on that. And we're going back to that because it was so visual. The visualness of this man taking a full step forward didn't have the presence of mind at that moment to say, what the heck am I doing? Sit myself back down. And you can say, well, why didn't somebody stand up and say, Will, what are you doing? My my hypothesis is nothing would have stopped him at that point. That nine-year-old little hurt boy He would have probably up, hit the guy in front of him and tried to stop him. He might have turned physical toward them because he was, excuse my language, hell-bent to get where he needed to get it to get what he felt was resolution and all the things that he felt had been had just happened to his wife. But the reality is that's all of us. And when you start looking at ways we're coming in and out and up and down of the pandemic, that's just the, the platform for all of us that we've had in common. Then start looking at the separation events that we haven't had in common you had a family member ill, somebody else had a financial wipeout, uh, uh, the, uh, your family ended, you know, you both looked at each other and went, you know, we really <laughs> don't need to be together. There are more divorces that have been filed in some places. Uh, I see more opportunity for contract mediation coming toward me simply because of the fact that people have now decided to do something about it, whatever yeah, it, yeah, is. it is. Yeah. And um, the the answer to your question, and goes back to the point of your show here, is the communication aspect of it. But how and when and where? Because physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, those four aspects are affected by conflict. And they're all tied together. You know, they're all Absolutely. interconnected. And people want to – so I love that. What you said is my experience, my wife always pointed out, when I hit like revving like the car in the red zone, my body always goes into some physical element. Mm -hmm. It always inevitably could be any part of my body and it's like you got to shut it down. My body said, you know. Enough. Yeah, enough. And – um I noticed the other day, and you and I have been talking, I've had a lot of things on my plate, and I like three or four times have missed an exit that I've been to many times or getting a cup of water and ice and just dropped it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is and, – and, and I know it's just my brain is full. And, and I don't – I guess stress. You know, I mean stress even when it's something you want to do. Um, stress isn't necessarily bad. It's not bad. I mean, it's just a, know, this is a lot. My and, niece got married in early January. When? The weekend we had all the snow stuff in Atlanta. Okay? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. And it was coming that week, and they were all, you know, oh, my gosh, it's going to happen. The You know, people on TV and everything else. We were as preparing as you can be. Sure. Exciting event. So thrilled. Wonderful experience. But the reality is you still have stress. Yep. And take the weather part out right of it. Yep. And so did my body that day or that weekend feel it? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And do I know what I need to do to make sure that I could walk in there in my beautiful ball gown as the <laughs> aunt to the bride and sit down? Yeah. And I tried my best to do it. And one thing I did was avoid iced tea. Because I know me, if I drink too much iced tea, that's too much caffeine and sugar at one time, I'm too hyper, I'm too... My tummy hurts. It just reacts not not well. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to look good in those pictures. I want to make sure I'm not the focal point of this wedding. How am I going to take care of me? Now, do I do that every day? No. Yeah, sure. Bottom line is, but we all have to find a way to communicate with ourselves so that we can then communicate it to others. And And that's one point here I think I hope we walk out of here with. There is nothing wrong, and you should not be ashamed or embarrassed 
if you need to go and get help to manage your life, to right. find a way to manage what's inside of you causing that conflict so that you don't become a hammer looking for a nail every time you turn around. And there's people I see, Barbara, I love you saying that, that are just, I mean, the minute the minute anything happens, they're hot, man. They're flying uh -huh. off the handle. It's, and red it's, zone, been, it's Red Zone 101. I mean, and mm -hmm. I've seen it over and over, and I'll have people say, who is that? I'm like, oh. Or what you know, is that? Right is that. And it's some, I mean, no, I don't have near even a smidgen of the training in this area. You do. But I know enough to know there's something unresolved. Yep. And I'm not making a judgment on that. But to, mm -mm. To, to go flying off the handle the minute you get hot to the degree of, you know, if you're an adult, you know, yelling at kids and yelling at everybody, right? You know, it, it's, I don't know. And it's not a judgment because, for mm -mm. goodness sakes, I got more in my share of issues and, and that, that I'm, and that I always try to work on and grow, right. you know, growth mindset, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I really do feel that we're just at the beginning of figuring, assuming there's no more curveballs with the pandemic, right. just beginning what this is going to look like on the other side, meaning that this conflict, stuff that's been inside of us. She had real life going on, too. But you also had, like you said, physical separation. That The song Luke Combs wrote, I'll never forget, Six Feet Apart. Mm -hmm. 30 years from now, people are like, six, six feet, feet apart. apart. I mean, those stickers going to be on Because know, hopefully. we haven't had another experience so, yeah, of we something. Haven't, we haven't. But, you know, if you thought about it, or how about three years ago, they said six feet apart. You Like, six feet apart for what? Mm -hmm. I mean, even during the flu, no one said that. Mm -hmm. No one's ever said that. Well, unless you're, and I, I laugh because it came to mind when you said that. People who teach kindergarten are young people. Yeah, that's true. They're always, when they're, you know, you see these pictures when they're lining them up to go to the bathroom. Yeah, they, now, stay apart. Yeah, no, you that know, is true. Hold that hands because little ones have a tendency to want to be like little puppies. You know, they want to hit on each other and whatever. Well, if you can extrapolate that image out to those of us who are now in adult ages, it's the same kind of concept. Six feet apart might give us an opportunity to hold our own manage ourselves, and give ourselves the opportunity to communicate what's wrong. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. And you walk into your workplace or you get on a Zoom call and you are just loaded for bear. You know, everything they say is wrong and, and you're attacking your colleagues and you're like, oh, we've tried that before. What are you talking about? Exactly. And all of a sudden you turn around and you're the the boss, right? And when I say manager with leadership sure. responsibility, not every management position has leadership responsibility. Yes. You could be managing non-human situations, the function, yeah. right? Without people involved. And you're sitting there going, what the heck am I, I going to do now? I'm just separating kids here. Hmm. And the reality is, yeah, you are. Adults, oftentimes, we can look at it as just big kids. Mm -hmm. um, when those emotions are completely unchecked because I've seen, I find if you get to a certain age, when I say age, um, with wisdom and learned experiences. Some people never get there, but if they're emotional, especially emotional intelligence, and you grow, I'd like to go back and tell 15-year younger Ryan certain things about let that one go. Yep. It's not worth the email. It's not worth, you're not going to win. So there's many things now I've learned to go, you know, for 10 or $15 of or one hour, this or that, we're going to argue, is it, is it really worth it? And I'm like, I don't really benefit, to, you know, with mm -hmm. what you do for a living. And I've learned to say, you know, I'm just going to take the, it's just not worth it. Overall, the person gets a B plus for working for me and they do a good job. But younger Ryan would say, 
well, I expect you to do exactly the way I would do it and this and that. And they would ultimately leave. Right. And I look back and go, they're man, gone. they're gone. Mm-hmm. So you go, golly, I had a really good person. So you were a great hound too. If it wasn't an A, it wasn't good I looked enough. At, I looked at everything exactly like if I was teaching sales and sales is a God-given gift, but also a craft I've, I've, or marketing um, I'm, I'm really good at. And, and I'm always learning to get better. So I looked at it maybe when I was in my 30s. If you can't do it as good as I can with what I'm training you, then you're not doing your best. And what I realized was some people were and doing their best. you're not be- doing it right. And you're, you're not-, not doing it the way I need you <laughs> and, to. And I was wrong. And then they, what did they do? They said. That's they were, my were, feet. They going, were looking. I mean, my hand going across the table. They go they find lo- a different parking And you know what? They found, so what I would have said to, said to that, Ryan, I'm just giving this as I'm saying, listen, keep coaching, keep growing, keep encouraging, keep getting the best out of them. Because the odds of you replacing that person has been loyal to you instead of losing them. This is not worth it. But I would challenge you to say okay. to, to to think as part of that great toolbox you just said of what you would say to the young Ryan is you have to keep getting coaching to do that too. You do, hundred percent. Because if you came to that on your own, woo, brain, you know, brain thought, here I am. But now how do I do that? Because as you said, it's a habit of how we behave, but I want to behave differently now. Yep. And maybe it goes back to how my father or my mother treated me when I'd come in with a B and go, oh, well, okay, didn't try hard enough, did you? And all of a sudden it just starts rolling. That's why when you hear people say, you know, the best person that's in my life is my professional coach or my therapist or one of my good friends who just lets me say it and holds me accountable and does it consistently – we all need each other we to do. hold this up. This is not isolation. And that, that again, is one of the lessons of learning in life. We just went through a bubble that put us in isolation if we're not careful. And now how are we going to deal with that coming out of it? We're going to have to find ways to co- collaborate and cooperate with each other differently. And conflict management is going to be a huge part of that toolbox. It's for going all to be of us. it's going to be a huge um, part of it. And let me real quick, what's the best way for our audience to connect with you? Um, probably right now the Facebook okay. page of Hiking the Half Step Highway. So if you type in Hiking the Half Step, Hiking the Half Step Highway, and it will come right up to me. Um, that is changing, thankfully, but right now that is the best way. Yeah. And uh, you can always come off of Ryan's page if you need, and uh, he can provide you some contact information yep. also, too, which I appreciate you asking. No, no, we'll definitely get that stuff out and uh, be doing some more stuff together. Um, and just, uh, Barbara, I appreciate, you know, you coming on. But this subject right here, I mean, you've spent a career of going – I mean, this subject's so deep, so broad, so and it's so timely that we could talk for – six days of a workshop. Is that another, is that another uh, opportunity? Maybe. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> it, may, it may be. But, you know, you know, seriously, I mean, this this is probably the most timely topic of what I think is going to be one of the biggest issues that people may have had issues three years ago, but they're now going to come to a head. That's right. Because they, you know, we've been that spiritual, physical, what mental and physical, mental, spiritual and emotional. emotional. You know, all of those have been tugged at to a degree that I don't even think we even have a clue even the smartest brains in the world, what that looks like nope. and when it's going to happen or when that Will Smith moment, I'm using him as an example. I'm not bashing on one no, person. No. I mean, again, I've lost my cool in the last two years and they were like, what happened? I'm like, dude, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But, you know, even when you do lose your cool and it's very seldom that I just go off the rocker, 
there are people like they they forgive, but they also don't forget. That's it. You know, and they go like, "What the heck happened to him?" And you know, yeah. So, and if I, you're sitting in a workplace and you're and and again, this show directing itself toward marketing management. If you're in a workplace and that happens, yeah, the uh, the memory is long. The and memory it, is long. And I've never, never had we a We all pro- don't forget the day you erupted. Yeah, and, 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 I erupted. and I've never done that in a business thing. But I've had some things a couple times with friends during the pandemic where I was around and I just had hit my absolute maximum. And I don't think, I think I'd had a couple of adult beverages. And I think all of a sudden it's hit me like I'm sick of all of this. I'm just sick of every part of the last two years. And then looking back, I, you know, I remember the next day I just said, Hey man, I'm my bad. You know, my yeah. bad. I don't even, I just, I think stressed and deadlines and hit it. And, 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 not, and not to be invasive, but my whole point is what you did from that day it happened to when you came back the next day and said, Hey guys, that wasn't me. And they go, yeah, yeah, we know, but what the heck's going on with you? You got to deal with it. That could be a whole different sure. approach and talk about, what did you do to I, get to that point? And and that's what I'm saying to all of us is remember many times you can't do it alone. No, you can't. You and, can't. And I've, it's funny is, is, is in particular, I've just continued to have people that in my life that I know are smart. You know, you know, Barbara, you're one of the special people I've met that just have different areas of expertise that are pointing out blind spots. You know, that if you're an open learner like you and I are learners yeah. and curious, like you said – you should be wanting to know your blind spot, not hiding from it, right? You don't want, I don't have a yeah, desire to hit but, it in my trash I, can. But if I help you find yours, then I'm finding mine. Right. And it's reminding me of that. And there are a lot of programs sure. that we could all talk about that allow that to be a premise or a, a principle of it. But some people don't don't want to be told. And, no. you know, if they well, want to Well, it depends re- on who's telling them. Well, that's true. That is a good point. That's again, who is it? What role are they in your life? And are they going to. And. Is that something that you can hear from them without feeling attacked? Um, that's very true. And that's, that, that, again, is a whole different show of how do you pick your playmates that allow you to really be you and then come at you and go, Barb, what was that about? No, and me not go, leave me alone. You exactly. Know, because it embarrasses me in front of them or it's somebody that I want to make sure that I, you know, if if they don't like me, they're going to run away. Oh, my gosh, there's the playground stuff when I was, you know, 10 it's that kind of stuff we're talking about here. And again, what Smith did was not right. What Smith did was a wounded person. And we, and we all have And we issues. all are there and can be capable of doing it. And my whole point today with, with you, which is so wonderful, is conflict management, internal conflict leads to external disputes. There is help. You have to be able to see that it's not just him. It could be you this afternoon. Yeah, it could be you, at, you, you or me at any time. Well, yep. well, I'm going to have to wrap this up. Time goes fast when you're Time having fun. Time goes fast when you're but, on a fun but, world. <laughs> but we'll get be, the show will be out very soon. Um, we'll be sharing it for global, local alike, and we'll have um, your information to be able to connect you. So I'm going to close out the show. But my friend, Dr. Barbara Bailey, wow, that was a, that was a lot. And then people are going to love this show. I appreciate you coming on as a guest. I'm absolutely thrilled for the invite anytime. All right. Ask. You got it. Folks, thanks for tuning into the Marketing Matters on the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country in the Suites by Radisson in beautiful Stone Mountain. Please stay with us for upcoming shows. Just go to endresultswithaz.com, click on the current shows button. For like this one, you'll hit Marketing Matters and hear our newest show. Until next time for my super guest, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for Jesse, our producer. Folks, it's been another Marketing Matters. And until next time, make your marketing matter.
This has been Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. For even more advice, visit ryansowers.com. That's R-Y-A-N-S-A-U-E-R-S.com.